You are listening to KUCI in Irvine 88.9 FM, Orange County's alternative radio station, and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do? Broadcasting from UC Irvine, Tuesdays 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time, alternating weeks with Phenomenal Woman, the show where it's all about us girls, hosted also by yours truly. But today, it's all about elves and hobbits and dwarves and the people who love them. <laughs> I would be one of those. And uh, I want to say, before I go any further, a very special hello and greeting to my friends who may be listening both lives live, but especially today online, to Sil, who's listening from way far in the east, and Vanna, who's listening from up in Washington, a land beautiful as the Shire, if ever there was one, just about as beautiful as the phallus here, I would say, but just in a different way. We have the gorgeous ocean and lots of trees here, too, but a very special hello to my dear friends. And isn't the Internet a wonderful thing? It's such an amazing time in the history of this planet and of humanity to uh, even be alive with all of the things that keep us connected with the people that we love and actually become a means even for us to meet them because I've met... Uh, I'm not sure if Phil and I have actually met. I don't think we met at the... May have, or maybe we met at the gathering... My my elf mind is going. But I did meet Vanna, and I also met Ro through the Tolkien Online message board. And I got to spend some time with her last weekend. I'll have a little adventure report about um, spending time with the archeress down in Escondido and going to the Renaissance Fair. And a very special hello also to anyone else who may be listening locally through the radio or through the internet. You can always catch the show through our website at KUCI.org and through iTunes. And if you'd like to email me, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a little missive at askanelf <laughs> askanelf at yahoo.com in case you are tuning in for the very first time. You may be wondering, first off, what is that amazing music in the background? Well, that is the Academy Award-winning music of Howard Shore, and that is from the original soundtrack of The Fellowship of the Ring, The Council of Elrond. And this show is about, well, if a Middle-earth elf lived today in Southern California, what might her life look like? So it's based very loosely on my now over 10 years experiment grand experiment, which turned into a grand adventure of my life as an elf. But if a modern elf, if an elf lived today, what would her life be like? Would she, how would she be supporting the arts and music and be involved with her community and the preservation of earth, honoring its beauty, resources, and creatures, things the elves care deeply about? Some people like to ask in life, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf said to Hobbit Frodo, questions, questions that need answering. I like to ask, well, what would Arwen do? And who was Arwen, you may be wondering? In J.R.R. Tolkien's Mythology of Middle-Earth, Arwen was an elf princess 
the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and the lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing lore and wisdom perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, a beloved daughter of the universe like all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or an elvish Arda. I believe Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige, with great privilege comes responsibility. In Arwen we see courage, wisdom, beauty, a sense of humor and gaiety and service to others. So thank you again for tuning in. My hope is always that you will find something here today that inspires or warms your heart. I like to play uh, excerpts from the professor, J.R.R. Tolkien, very often reading from some of his own work, or perhaps little snippets from uh, trailers or movies. I am still... Um, Still missing my dear Hobbit co-host, Milo Lomsdown, but um, speaking of a little snippet from the movie, I will play something that will tell you where I stand on the Hobbit returning scene. So here's what Arwen, Arwen has to say about that. Why do you linger here when there is no hope? And there you have it, <laughs> straight from the Fellowship of the Ring. And in fact, today we're going to be hearing a little bit of some extracts from some of the movies. There are so many wonderful things going on in so many wonderful ways that people are still, so many years later, celebrating the wonderful worlds that J.R.R. Tolkien introduced us to in the worlds of Middle-earth and the people's and all that are there. So, of course, we are celebrating the coming of the Hobbit movies. And um, I miss my own dear Hobbit co-host, especially when it comes to updates on what's going on with the movies. So I've kind of slipped back into um, no-spoiler mode. And um, I will probably... I do check out a little bit every once in a while what's going on over on... Uh, Torn, which is a wonderful website for finding out about, uh, it's really for uh, fans, fans of Tolkien, the, definitely the books, but definitely the movies, and all things having to do with the actors and all of those type of things. So if you are interested in those types of things, you might want to visit the OneRing.net. If, if, though, you're interested in connecting with a community of people who are passionate about Tolkien and actually having kind of like a community of, of, you know, where we love and support each other, you might want to visit theonering.com, or as we affectionately call it, Torque. That is a message board that was started in, I think, oh, I'm really bad with dates. It was like 1999 or something, a couple of years before the movies came out for people who were um, interested in such things to kind of chatter and talk and speculate about what things were going to be happening. And um, many of us joined afterwards, found the message board, and have become uh, friends, friends for many years now. Many of my friends uh, are joined in 2002 when I did and are uh, getting this little jewel that they give you um, to put on your, I don't know if you get out well, those words are called, it's not an avatar. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting our 10-year anniversary jewels, so... 
If you'd like to find out more, please visit theonering.com. If you'd like to hang out with some of us, Vanna and Syl, you can go into Talk. And um, we've got a little thread called On the Radio with the Elf. And there's wonderful things I have to mention. Um, that is one of my most favorite things on theonering.com is a thread about, um, it's a 365 photo project and every day somebody posts photos sometimes about wonderful things they discover in their neighborhood or places that they visit from all around the world I mean and this is just one little aspect of the wonderful community of people that you will find at the onering.com and I know that there are lots of wonderful places out there not to diminish at all the need for being involved in your local communities with uh, flesh and blood <laughs> you know, people that you can touch and hug in person. But sometimes, you know, when we have special interests, we feel a little isolated with finding people to talk to about them that are as excited about them as we are. So that was how I discovered theonering.com. And uh, perhaps you too would like to have other people. And you can, there are places to write. You can um, find out about... um, there's learning the languages. You can even, if you want to get a tattoo, someone will, some, will transcribe, a, you know, a saying or something for you or your name and uh, all kinds of wonderful things at theonering.com. So with that and with excitement for The Hobbit movies, let's have a little bit of music. Um, I have seen the the trailer that came out, I believe it was December 21st, which would have been the anniversary, 10-year anniversary of the release of Fellowship of the Ring, and it was the two-minute trailer for The Hobbit Movie, and I have extracted the song of the Misty Mountains Cold, sung by the elves, and so let's just hear that now, and... Listen with great joy and anticipation of The Hobbit movies. This is KUCI in Irvine. Far over the misty mountains cold Two dungeons deep and caverns old The pines were roaring on the height The winds were moaning In the night The fire was red It flamed and spread The trees like torches Blazed with light Yes, that was Academy Award winning music, we hope at least, <laughs> from Howard Shore. So a couple of things that are going on. Well, first let's have some adventure reports. And I want to talk to you about something um, that's just kind of been happening to me lately. So t- today we just have a few different little th- kind of things going on Um one of the thing, a, a little over a year ago, I was in uh, a car collision. I was rear-ended while I was sitting at a uh, stop sign, and my car was totaled. And not, I just didn't, between, you know, going to physical therapy and trying to get, you know, my back back in shape and kind of having my life turned upside down, 
my car was totaled and I was planning on having that little Honda for quite a few years uh, because I was committed to next time getting a very green car, some type of hybrid, and um, but was not at all planning to be getting a car anytime soon. So when this happened, I just wasn't sure. I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know if I should get a new car. I really didn't want a new car. I wanted a used car. Um, I didn't have anyone really um, before. Uh, my mom helped me get a, my first car. Uh, then my mom passed away and left me her car, which I had for, for several, several years. And then my husband uh, got me my last car, but don't have my car or my husband anymore. So, and I'm not really sure, you know, how to really go about doing it just on my own. And I just wasn't exactly sure what I needed. I thought, well, maybe I need a truck, you know, because I'll be doing archery. and Or maybe I just need a little smart car that only, you know, just seats two people, but then I thought, no, you know, when I have the princess sleepovers, we, you know, I need to be able to drive the princesses around, and so I thought, you know what, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to commit myself to a year of alternative transportation, and uh, a friend of mine's son had a scooter, and I thought, I'll just get myself a little scooter, I only live three miles from work, and uh, so I got a scooter, and I got a permit, and I uh, need, needed to get a license so that I could drive at night. So several people mentioned, oh, you know, you might want to think about taking this motorcycle school. And they have this several places right here in Southern California. And I imagine they have them all over uh, America and pro- possibly, probably up in Canada. And I would really highly recommend getting some training before you or anyone you love (laughs) goes out on the streets on a motorcycle or a scooter. Um, Having driven my scooter back and forth to work now since, well, practically, yeah, since last summer, one of the things I didn't realize in going to the school was, uh, well, I knew it was dangerous because people, they just simply don't see you. When you're on your scooter, you have to be kind of like on your bike. You just have to assume that no one sees you. So today, this is partly an appeal to anyone out there who is a driver to maybe expand your awareness a little bit and your mindfulness to include um, people who may be on bikes or scooters. I think a lot of times it seems like people assume that someone on a bike or a scooter has more control because they have this this little vehicle But I can assure you that is not always the case. And it's always amazing to me how many people I'll be driving, you know, scootering down the road and someone will go past me really fast and then, you know, kind of like cut me off because they need to make a right turn and they don't want to go a little bit slower and let me get past. They want to just speed up and, and turn faster before they think that I'm getting to that intersection. And, uh, at least that's what I think they're doing by, you know, doing that little uh, cut-me-off thing. I don't think they're intentionally trying to, you know, do something to me. Um, but maybe, again, they just don't even, aren't even aware that I'm there. Um, but I would really appeal to you. Uh, it was um, at going through this uh, 15-hour motorcycle safety course. And if you are interested, you can visit the website. There's uh, several uh, places here in Southern California, but I love the one that I'm going to. It's called, it's by U-Ride, U, not Y-O-U, U, the letter U, R-I-D-E. And they have classes every weekend. You can sign up. These are classes that are approved by the California Highway Patrol. 
And if you take the class and pass it, then you don't have to do the driver portion of the test with the DMV. <clears throat> but beyond that, what I discovered is that probably almost anyone, if they practice on their little motorcycle or scooter enough, can learn how to drive it in a tight little circle and um, drive very slowly, you know, on a little bit and go in between cones. <clears throat> what I will tell you is that knowing how to do that is not going to save you out on the highway. With um, When you get out in the midst of a lot of traffic and people are getting over and they don't see you, and I myself try to avoid being in any types of those situations. I really have very specific routes that I drive. But I know a lot of people... Um, are now using scooters and motorcycles for longer distances of um, commuting and getting on the freeway and also going on much busier streets. I'm very fortunate that here in the Fallis, we, um, the place, the places, main places where I have to ride, um, I, for one, I don't have to ride past any parked cars that are, and there are major streets, um, but it's, we don't have as much traffic right around here as they do in some other urban, you know, uh, areas that are a lot more heavily populated. But it's always scary to me when I'm driving past parked cars because if if you're too close, if someone opens their door, you know, that's it. <laughs> and the thing about... Um, and in fact, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day who said that this almost happened to him. He was down in Corona Del Mar and he was in his car and he just opened the door and um, just as he was about to open the door, a bicycler, you know, went right past him. And he said it really freaked him out because he said, if I would have opened my door without looking as I did, but if it had been just a, a second or two sooner, I would have got this this bicycler, I would, you know, or he would have just, you know, I would have opened the door, he would have ran right into my door. It would have just been a really bad situation. And um, people on bicycles are often going, clipping along quite, quite quickly. So one of the things that I learned in this motorcycle course is uh, how dangerous it is to be out on the road. And also by talking to these people who train people in uh, how to safely ride and their thing there the one thing i love about you ride is that um i probably could have taken my um test and barely passed it and then i would have been technically approved to ride a scooter well they have a policy there that if you do not feel that you've developed your skills enough um even though you pay for the spot you know and each spot each weekend is paid you can uh, forego taking your test, or if you don't, if you don't pass your test, you can go back one more time. You know, you can take the test one more time without having to pay. But what you can do is go back each weekend, and if there's an open spot, you can just practice more with you know with the with the trainers there. And uh, so I'm <laughs> I'm going back again this weekend because I did not feel confident, especially on some of these skills uh, for swerving and um, accelerating, um, 
well and breaking, you know, but uh, just the swerving things because a lot of times you can, you know, a little animal runs out in front of you or a, a car stops suddenly or someone swerves over into your lane. It's amazing to me how many people actually drive partially in the bike lane, the bicycle lane here in Southern California. <clears throat> but uh, I thought, I realized that I don't have the skills really to be out in much traffic. I mean, I've been fine where I've been, and I wondered about other people. Um, it's there, and the the instructors were saying that um, unfortunately, they actually have known of some people who have died as a result. You know, that even took the training course, and but they didn't practice very much. You know, just in you know, uh, more protected areas, and they ended up getting in accidents, and a couple of them were killed, like, you know, over, this is, I guess, over the, a couple of years, <clears throat> and I don't think people, you know, realize, deeply realize that, you know, on a motorcycle or scooter, there's no protection around you, you know, in a car, you might get your fender crunched, but um, on a scooter, you're going to go down, and uh, even if you, uh, or if you don't get run over or something, you know, your scooter might be on top of you. You could get your broke, your leg or your ankle broken, um, or worse things. And uh, or you can be thrown off the scooter and go flying through the air. Um, so my appeal is this: <laughs> if you are thinking about getting a scooter, which is a wonderful way to save um, money on gas and. I mean, having a scooter is just about um, a tenth the cost of, uh, well, actually, it's even less than a tenth because my my scooter, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say prices, anyway, um, wasn't that much. (laughs) It was about a a, a 20th or something like that of of a, a, a very economical, maybe used car. And my insurance is a tenth of what it would be for a car. And I put $4 in my gas tank and uh, drive for almost a a month. It it won't even hold four whole dollars worth of gas. And uh, But that takes me uh, back and forth to work and around town a little bit, uh, usually for about three weeks. And uh, $4 in my car would usually about get me to work and back maybe one day. And it's only three miles. But um, so, but my appeal is to please consider taking a motorcycle safety course. Um, it will, if nothing else, make you much more aware of how much you need to practice and how mindful you need to be once you are out there on the road. And <clears throat> hopefully we can uh, get other people to become more mindful of our presence. So I would love to see more people out on motorcycles and scooters. I think if there were more, then people would be more aware of them and um, maybe even be more watchful for for them as well as for bicycles. Uh, and uh, perhaps that would be the case where you live as well. So... As I mentioned, there are several schools here in Southern California. I'm sure there are many schools around the country. Um, But um, please consider, and if you know someone, if you have a young child um, or, you know, a teenager that, you know, needs to get back and forth to school, please consider having them go to this motorcycle safety course. Um, And if you yourself, even if you know how to to ride a, a bike, a motorcycle, 
please consider going to this course. In fact, I was just uh, talking to a woman the other day who's been driving a Harley for years, she said, and she went to the motorcycle safety course, and she was so glad she did. She said that she learned things that she never knew just by, you know, driving, and she feels so much more confident that she's safe on the road. <clears throat> and also, if you're driving around, please be kind. Um to the people you see on scooters and motorcycles because there may be many of us who don't have that much practice driving and um, it might be someone's mother or sister or child uh, on that little scooter that's uh, just trying to get to work or get to school or something like that. So please be kind. And uh, to all my scooter buddies, please be kind as well. So that's my little thing about uh, adventure on scooter school. So I'm still going to scooter school, and I'll probably go for a while as long as they'll let me go and um, uh, practice. The other adventure report I have, well, two, I went to the Renaissance Fair, uh, not this last weekend, weekend before, with Ro, the archers from Escondido. And it's very special to ho- hello to her today if she's uh, listening and got to see her training archers down there in her class, teaching people archery. It was amazing. And we went to see the pirate movie and got to see the trailer. Also got to see the trailer for Brave, which I've seen a couple of times. And both of her classes were full. You know, it's it's such a fun sport. And it really is a very empowering thing, improves concentration. There was a couple, uh, one class was almost all kids. And one of the parents was telling me that his son has trouble with regular sports. And uh, he's hoping that this will help him also with his concentration. And so it was just a wonderful time. And I'm so blessed to know Ro and so blessed that she's in the world sharing this wonderful gift of archery with adults and children alike. <clears throat> and we had a wonderful time at the Renaissance Fair down at Felicita Park. And then last weekend, I saw the Avengers, and uh, that was wonderful. I wasn't planning to see it in 3D, but I did. And I wish The Hobbit was here. My Hobbit co-host was here today that, so that we could discuss it a little bit. It was very funny to me. I loved the movie. I loved all of it. <clears throat> but there were a couple of things that I thought, hmm, that seems almost like straight out of the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. And one was these uh, creatures that are on this other planet that had these funny kind of um, helmet things on <clears throat> and interesting mouth. And I, as soon as I saw them, I thought, oh, my gosh, that looks just like the guy that played the mouth of Sauron in The Return of the King. Uh, and I was just like, whoa, that's, like, really weird. And then... The other thing was when they were all, the Avengers were all together and they had Loki locked up and then they had his blade there in the room and they all start arguing and accusing each other and arguing each other. And it was almost like the, the, this um, sword, bla- you know, this blade thing of Loki's was affecting them and making them do this. And I'm like, wow, it's like the Council of Elrond, you know, where the ring's there and the ring's causing all this dissension and, and fighting between people. And uh, nobody realizes that the ring's got this control. <laughs> and I thought, this is like straight out of the Lord of the Rings. So that was kind of interesting, too. But it was, I very much enjoyed it. And uh, it was, I was just on my seat a lot of the time. And I love movies like this because I believe that it's in our hearts to be looking for heroes and relief from some of the dangers of the wonderful world we live in. So with that... I'm going to play something. Um, We're going to switch a little bit over and talk about a few other things that are going on here locally. But today, 
I wanted to play a little. I was um, thinking of playing the something from the. Let's see. From the professor, but today I don't know. It just seemed like a movie day, so I thought I would play something for you from the two towers today, and one of the things that uh, is. I'm sorry, I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. <laughs> um, there's Galadriel's warning. Yeah, Galadriel's speech and warning. And this is from the Two Towers. And then from there, I'm going to play a little bit of Academy Award-winning music from the Two Towers CD. And I'll let you see if you can identify where this particular piece is from in the movie. So let's hear what Galadriel and Elrond are communicating to each other over the distances. This is KUCI in Irvine. Here's a little treat from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. The power of the enemy is growing. Sauron will use his puppet Saruman to destroy the people of Rohan. Isengard has been unleashed. The Eye of Sauron now turns to Gondor, the last free kingdom of men. His war on this country will come swiftly. He senses the ring is close. The strength of the ring bearer is failing. In his heart, Frodo begins to understand. The quest will claim his life. You know this. You have foreseen it. It is the risk we all took. In the gathering dark, the will of the ring grows strong. It works hard now to find its way back into the hands of men. Men who are so easily seduced by its power. The young captain of Gondor has but to extend his hand, take the ring for his own, and the world will fall. It is close now. So close to achieving its goal. For Sauron will have dominion over all life on this earth, even unto the ending of the world. The time of the elves is over. Do we leave Middle-earth to its fate? Do we let them stand alone? Do we let them stand alone? That was from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Gladriel's Warning. 
to Elrond, and it was very interesting because I was thinking about this that this morning as I was thinking of the Avengers movie and how, and especially at the end where it says, you know, well, they're all scattered. What will happen if we need them again? And and um, Nick Fury says, they then if we need them again, then they will come again. And um, so there was also the. Um, I wanted to play because, uh, of course, there's such wonderful music in the Lord of the Rings um, movies. And um, the... um, Okay. Really need to have an extra set of hands here. (laughs) I wanted to play for you the part where uh, Aragorn and Theoden are at um, Helm's Deep just before they um, they go out um, because that is such an amazing soundtrack um, well I don't think I'm going to be able I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So we're just going to hear the music. <laughs> this is KCI in Irvine, and here is Academy Award winning music from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. This is KCI in Irvine.
Academy Award-winning music from Howard Shore. And in case you guessed, fourth Yorlingus, featuring Ben Del Maestro, then you would be exactly right. The scene from Helm's Deep. And of course, we. <clears throat> I remember the first time I saw the army with... Um, Coming Gandalf and coming over the hill, I just lost it. And even even now, every time I hear this music, it brings tears to my eyes. Such a beautiful and moving scene. And I did find that little snippet from here on YouTube that I wanted to play for you with uh, Theoden and Aragorn just before they go to battle. Send word for the women and children to make for the mountain pass and barricade the entrance. So much death. What can men do against such reckless hate? Ride out with me. Ride out and meet them. For death and glory. For Rohan. For your people. The sun is rising. Look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. At dawn, look to the east. Yes. Yes. The horn of Helm Hammerhand shall sound in the deep. One last time. Yes! Let this be the hour when we draw swords together. And if you want to see more, you'll have to find the movie. It's pretty amazing. But um, as with so many amazing moving um, scenes from these movies... That scene with Aragorn and Theoden before they ride out to meet them at Helm's Deep. This is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. You are listening to What Would Arwen Do? Here on Tuesday afternoons, alternating weeks, 4 to 5 p.m. And I wanted to let you know about a couple of things that are coming up. Uh, There are a couple of things happening locally. I've been trying to get much better about um, not generating as much paper. Um, so by like printing out a lot of things for the show, but it's a little challenge trying to uh, just talk in the regular flow of conversation and put things up on the um, computer screen here. And <clears throat> I'm I'm trying to get better about it. So please bear with me. <clears throat> so there were a couple of websites that I wanted to pull up. But I'm just going to have to tell you about them. I don't have the websites, but thank goodness for Google and for search engines. Locally going on, uh, the Fellowship, the musical is still going on up in L.A. You can just Google Fellowship, the musical. It's uh, playing like every Friday night. And uh, I think two performances. It's a parody of the Fellowship of the Ring. Hilariously funny. If you can possibly get up to L.A. to see it. I would really recommend it because it it will just lighten your heart. And then the Hobbit um, play is coming also back to the, um, ooh, what is the, um, 
It's a theater in... And I believe it's out in, like, Riverside. Um, I will have to... It's coming up, I believe, in uh, July. Oh, well, you'll have to Google it. I, I apologize. Coming up this Friday night... So, anyway, those are some of the Hobbit things that are... The uh, Lord of the Rings things that are going on locally here. There may be other wonderful things going on uh, in other areas. I know there's a wonderful thing. If you go to Torn, the OneRing.net, there is a performance, a one-man Lord of the Rings performance coming up in New Jersey. And so if you're in the New Jersey area, you might want to check that out. It's getting great reviews. And uh, also right here locally, there is a social dance right across the street here. We are at UC Irvine here, and across the street is the University Center with the Center for Living Peace, which uh, last weekend had their birthday celebration with a all-day Saturday free workshops and uh, drumming and yoga and crafts and all kinds of wonderful things to promote peace in our hearts and in our communities. And they are having a social dance now on Friday evening. So even if you think, oh, I don't really know how to dance, this is a wonderful way. They're going to teach you the Madison and some little simple moves for social dancing in the context of this wonderful uh, center that they have over there at the Center for Living Peace. It's this coming Friday the 18th. At the Center for Living Peace, you can go to their website at goodhappens.org. I believe it's from 7 to 930 and um, maybe I'll see you there. I'm, I think I just might go. Um, and then uh, there's a wonderful night of art and worship at Mariner's Mission Viejo. Uh, that's coming up this Sunday evening down in Mission Viejo. If you're down in that area, you might want to go. They're going to have interactive art and worship and communion. That's uh, Sunday the... Um, 20th, Mike Erie, who is the lead pastor there, um, is going to be on our show here on What Would Arwen Do, uh, hopefully within a couple of weeks, within the next couple of shows anyway, uh, sometime in March or early June. He's the author of Death by Church and um, another book on uh, whether or not the Bible really is relevant anymore. But he, uh, and he's one of my favorite teachers of, of um, anywhere, and he's has, uh, and he's very much into um, Lord of the Rings and fantasy and Star Wars and adventure and our life of faith being an adventure. And so I'm very excited that uh, he has very graciously said that he would love to come on the show, and uh, we'll look forward to that in a couple of weeks. Mike Erie, and he's uh, out there also at um, Mariner's Church in uh, Mission Viejo, but they're having a night of art and worship this coming Sunday night. So you can find out more information about that at the mariners.org, mariners.church.org website. And this coming Sunday also, the Israeli Expo is going to be right here. Um, oh, you know, you'll just have to Google it. I was gathering up all this stuff I was run- as I was running out the door, and I'm now on the show running out of time. Um, but if you Google Israeli Expo, this is an all-day wonderful event. It's in the um, Jewish Center that's right there um, uh, across the street, actually from Mariner's Church, not in Mission Viejo, but Mariner's Church, Irvine. And I have been to it a couple of times. I usually go and uh, help out uh, with some friends of mine that have a booth there. And um, But they have 
all kinds of amazing music all day long on a big uh, live music on a big stage rows and rows of uh, vendors and uh, things you can learn and they have all kinds of things for the children to do they even have camel rides um, all kinds of different groups that you can go and find out what type of things they're doing in their community and in the world um, and anyway it's Israeli, Israeli Expo this coming Sunday and uh, let me I don't know if I can google it um and it's, I believe that it's free. <laughs> um, yes, I'm quite sure it is free. So, la 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 la. Let's see if we if this is it. <clears throat> and um, again, that's this coming Sunday. Israel O2 Expo Sunday, May twentieth, from one to six p.m. Admission is free. It's at the Samueli Jewish Campus. One Federation Way in Irvine. So if you like more information, you can go to their website. is www.jewishorangecounty.org. But it's an amazing way to interact with this culture and uh, all these things, all this wonderful uh, food and music and clothes. There's shopping. There's, as I mentioned, camel rides and music and all kinds of things. And then tomorrow night, Coastal Acupuncture, our friends over at Coastal Acupuncture, last week um, we were doing our fund drive and so many local businesses donated generously uh, services and gifts to help support us here at KCI. And thank you to all of you, um, our listeners who made donations. We, I believe, even made our $10,000 goal. Um, so thank you all so much and to all the people who came in and offered and volunteered helping on the phones. All of us here at KCI are all volunteers. None of us get paid to do this. We're here because we're passionate and we want to bring you uh, music that you won't hear on the mainstream airwaves and public affairs programming that you won't hear on um, the main public affairs talk shows. And uh, we don't have any commercials, so... Um, it's really good. <laughs> Thank you all for your support. And Coastal Acupuncture had generously, generously donated some um, services for to support our fund drive. And they're having a free lecture tomorrow night. It's Coastal Acupuncture and Natural Wellness Center right here in Costa Mesa. They're on Orange Avenue. <clears throat> and um, they're having a free lecture, Healthy Aging for Men. So uh, Dr. Yuka is going to be there and talking about ways for men who are getting a little bit older to do it, you know, gracefully and healthy. And uh, knowing Dr. Yuka, it's also going to be a lot of fun. So if you'd like more information, you can visit their uh, website. Again, it's Coastal Acupuncture and Natural Health Center on Orange Avenue in Costa Mesa. And as we're getting just about to the end of our time and coming up at... Five o'clock will be the Blue and Gold Report, followed by the amazing Rachel Ray's cooking accident with Heather. But I wanted to let you know about another event that's going to be right here on the campus of UC Irvine from where we broadcast. At the Barclay Theater, July 12th through 15th, the Screw Tape Letters is coming back. This is a one-man play and show. And with Max McLean and um, I'm 
trying to get these websites up on the <laughs> up on the of the screw tape letters play. There it is. Um, up on the here because as I said, I, I trying to save paper. Um, screw tape on stage. I believe that is it. Um, it's going to be back here June. Um, July 12th through 15th, and Max is going to be back for an interview on tu um, Tuesday, June 26th, and we will have special gifts that day, uh, tickets for the uh, one of the performances, so I hope you'll join us. And let's see, there, yes, the name of the website, if you'd like to get more information about it, it's called www.screwtapeonstage.com. And it's gotten amazing reviews. And in, in case you don't know what the screw tape letters are, this is a, one of C.S. Lewis's books. And it's something that he wrote from the perspective of the devil writing to one of his mentors or to his cousin, I mean to his nephew, about how to win souls back from what he calls the enemy, which is God. <laughs> so... um it was it was an, a, a very popular book, incredibly creative, and uh, but it's all these letters from Screw Tape. So when in the book where where he t talks about the enemy, he's talking about God, um, and I actually have a wonderful book by C.S. Lewis, who was a great contemporary and friend of J.R.R. Tolkien, The Joyful Christian, one hundred and twenty seven readings. I want to read you a little excerpt from one of the letters of screw tape to Wormwood on laughter. Just to, you can get, try to get a little taste of this. He says, I divide the causes of human laughter into joy, fun, the joke proper, and flippancy. You will see the first among friends and lovers reunited on the eve of a holiday. Among adults, some pretext in the way of jokes is usually provided, but the facility with which the smallest witticisms produce laughter at such a time shows that they are not the real cause. What that real cause is, we do not know. Something like it is, ex is, like it is expressed in much of that detestable art which the humans call music, and something like it occurs in heaven, a meaningless acceleration in the rhythm of celestial experience, quite opaque to us. Laughter of this kind does us no good and should always be discouraged. Besides, the phenomenon is of itself disgusting and a direct insult to the realism, dignity, and austerity of hell. Fun is closely related to joy, a sort of emotional froth arising from the play instinct. It is very little use to us. It can sometimes be used, of course, to divert humans from something else which the enemy would like them to be feeling or doing, but in itself it has wholly undesirable tendencies. It promotes charity, courage, contentment, and many other evils. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a little excerpt from the screw tape letters written by C.S. Lewis, the master um, screw tape master demon to his nephew in training. And that will be uh, C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters, the one man play with Max McLean that was com that is coming back to the Barclay Theater here on the campus of UC Irvine, July 12th through 15th is limited engagement, but you can find out more about it on their website, uh, screw tape on stage, and I believe you can probably find information through the website here at uci.edu.
And that is just about going to wrap it up for today. Thank you very much for being with me this hour, especially Vana and Sil. Thank you so much for listening in and to anyone who might be listening in through podcast, uh, perhaps uh, Scribbles up in Canada or Arwen or Roe. And if the Hobbit is listening, a very special hello to him. Hope he's you're having wonderful adventures out there and we're all missing your amazing voice. I will be back next week with Phenomenal Women where it will be all about us girls again and um, celebrating who we are. Please stay tuned for the Blue and Gold Report, which is uh, sports with Mark Roberts here from the campus of UC Irvine. And then Rachel Ray's Cooking Accident. I am going to leave you, and if you want to email me, I'd still love to hear from you at um, the askanelf at yahoo.com. And in closing, I'm going to play again our little, the hobbit, the dwarves singing from uh, the Misty Mountains Cold, a little excerpt from the trailer that Peter Jackson so graciously made for us hobbit and Lord of the Rings fans, uh, if I can get my little CD to work here. And uh, this is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live, as always, at KUCI.org. You can find out information about concerts, ticket giveaways, upcoming interviews and guests on our website at KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. So until we meet again, Nalin Salalam and Namenti Alvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. And until then, Namariye. Far over the misty mountains cold To dungeons deep and caverns old The pines were Thank you.